look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Um, Faisal, technology is disruptive in many, many areas uh, that we talk about all the time, from a market perspective, from driving cars to now uh, medicine. Um, and so we've got the likes of uh, Google moving into, uh, you know, into applications uh, that are in the healthcare field. And the question is, is there any, is there merit to this stuff? It's right? crazy how, how now your phone can do so much. Like, and well, and the ongoing joke, you know, with uh, with WebMD is no matter what you look up, you get, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you yeah. got something you bad. You got something bad, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Is, Google, is yeah. Google going to be the same thing, yeah. right? Let's I, find out. I don't know. We've got Dr. George here to help us. He's a Calgary Intensive Care Unit physician. Dr. George, welcome back to the show. Good morning. All right. So let's let's get your perspective, a doctor's perspectives on, on technology in general and some of the benefits uh, and or problems with using technology uh, independent of a physician. Yeah, I mean, this is a very interesting topic. I would generally say technology has been unbelievable and revolutionary in terms of helping people. If you just think about how we operate on people, the ventilators we use to uh, save people's lives, uh, the way we monitor our really sick patients, there's no question technology has been a boon uh, to humanity. And um, so I'm, I'm generally for it. Uh, specifically when you guys are asking me about patients and their access to technology, is that what you're yep. more interested in? Well, you know, if we've got, uh, if we've got applications, you've got Google putting out uh, an app, and um, they bought a company at least that's going to put an app on there, and it's going to track things about us and, I don't know, give us feedback about what our general level of health is. And, you know, in that kind of a, a situation with technology, we're probably in the infancy, but how... How relevant is it? Can you know? Are we, am I, as a patient, in a position to actually interpret the data in a way that you know is is functional and usable, uh, or is it just going to create more hypochondriacs? Yeah, good question. Uh, so, I mean, generally speaking, uh, the internet um, and the access to information we literally have at our fingertips, the access to the totality of human knowledge. So, it's unbelievable. But as everybody knows, there's no filter or no oversight to it. So that's the biggest issue. So I think generally speaking, it's empowering to the patient. Uh, number two, I often tell my patients, you know, I don't own your health. I help you manage it. So if technology exists so that people become more aware of the meds they're on, uh, the lab results, what chest x-rays show, uh, the interaction you have with your physician so that you're more attuned to it. I think overall that's amazing because I think people uh, versus our parents' generation um, have more vested interest in owning their health. They were passive in their interaction with physician, whereas I think right. today, and I like it, people are more interactive. They ask me more questions. They go on the net and they look at stuff. So I'm for it. But just like you mentioned, the problem with um, drinking out of a fire hydrant is that you don't know uh, what's good and what's bad and how it applies to you. Uh, so that's my main concern is that people don't know how to filter information. They just get engulfed by it. 
and you know, Faisal, that was sort of my thought when when we're marching down this path. I listen, Doctor George. I remember talking to you. I bought this fancy scale. Okay, <laughs> the fa- I, listen, it connects to the to the internet and it gives me all kinds of data, including how fat I am. But it goes beyond that about. You know, it gives me my pulse wave velocity, telling me my heart rate. It gives me all of this data. And the question is, by standing on a scale, you know, remember I asked you this question. By standing on a scale, is this accurate data? Um, and can I really deduce anything about my health beyond, you know, the simple, am I going up or down in, in weight? My, it, you know, it's telling me what percentage of body fat I have, what percentage of water I am, and all of these things. So my concern is that, you know, that I read this. And then I go and I read a little bit about the description of what this information is. And I'm trying to draw conclusions about my general state of health. And is that helpful or is that uh, harmful from, from your perspective in terms of what I'm going to, you know, the kinds of questions, the kinds of decisions I'm going to be making about my own personal health? Yeah, um, I think most of the time it's not helpful. So this just doesn't exist in medicine. This exists in the things that you do when you manage people with money, that it exists in your personal life, having points of data uh, in singular time are rarely helpful. You need clusters of data and you need those clusters of data over time so that you can give advice to your clientele so I can give advice to my patients. So points of data are rarely helpful. And perhaps the most important part, what you're trying to get at is the interpretation of it. If you come to me and you say, I weigh this much, my blood pressure is this much, and I'm short of breath, well, then I can say, well, there's about 50 things that can cause you to be short of breath, anywhere from having a good old-fashioned common cold to something that is horrible, like you've got lung cancer. And our brains naturally gravitate to the worst-case scenario because we want to make sure that's not the case. And so it's having all this data and not being able to interpret or collate it to an appropriate diagnosis because then people start talking about treatment, but they don't even got the first part right, which is what is wrong with me. And then that's where people start going down paths when they don't even have the initial answer. So this should be just one tool in the tool belt. It should not be the decision maker. How do you, how do you um, recommend people to use this data and what should they be looking out for? Um, how do they inter- you know, interact with their physician on this type of stuff? Like, um, cause I, I can see, you know, Popovich here just taking his information saying, look, I'm going to die next month cause my scale said so. Like, I might've drawn that conclusion a couple of times yeah. on various, various points in my yeah, life. Yeah. Well, so, so, so how, do, how does someone like Dave go in and say, okay, here's what the data is. What, where do we go from there? What's the next step that a person should do? Yeah. I mean, what this data and these tools are allowing the typical patient, just like your typical client, is that you're now able to come to your physician and feel like your uh, the relationship is more on par, meaning I have some information that I want to share with you. I give you it back, and you end up having a better dialogue rather than going in there blind you have points of information so that the the physician can assure you, can help you in one direction. So again, I'm for people knowing more about their own health, but first find out what's the issue, then you can be directed to whatever site you want to, whatever resource you want to, to learn more about your problem. And then all these cool apps that are coming out with Google about tracking your kidney function, 
your uh, sugars for the diabetic, your weights, mm-hmm. then all that is doing is making more ownership go back to the person that should have the ownership, which is the patient. I don't own your health. I want to help you manage it. So that's what I hope this technology will be about. It puts ownership back on the patient to know more about his, in your case, investment portfolio, in my case, his diabetic control or his blood pressure control. It, it, it just empowers that person when they know more. Having drawn the wrong conclusion almost every time I've tried to do any of this stuff, <laughs> exactly. um, I, I know enough now to say, so I'm wondering, uh, the, the technology for me as I think it through um, is is a data collection tool. And I'm, I'm wondering if the value in this technology over time isn't about the data collection, <clears throat> excuse me, as you said, you know, this, this, this packet of data that I can give to you as the physician to say, okay, here's what's been going on. What conclusions can you draw from it? Um, so, so as you said, I, if I can own my own health in the sense that I can provide you as my physician the data, does that help you do a better job for me in uh, you know pointing out areas advising me right about what i can be doing what i need to avoid and what i need to uh, to work on absolutely if you tell me what you're i mean we already do that there's lots of ambulatory services that we provide where people take their blood pressure on the outside they check their sugars on the outside they check their weight on the outside and then you come to me so that when i check your blood pressure your weight as a point in time that's not helpful if you can give me you know weeks uh, of data, uh, just like uh, how you're feeling when you get chemotherapy, how you're feeling uh, after I give you antibiotics for your bacterial pneumonia. It's always about uh, trajectory, not about points in time. That's where people um, fall off the rails. They think a point in time makes a difference, and I argue that it's the progression of your symptoms and your disease that helps me help you. Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that point. I think that's great advice. Thanks again, Dr. George, for joining us on another edition here. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again. Dr. George, Calgary Intensive Care Unit Physician. Um, You know, Faisal, I think he, uh, Dr. George, made an interesting comparison, right? Because we often see that, too, and people often ask us about an individual stock, as an example. Or here's my portfolio. Is it it good? Right. How do, you, how do you, you can't determine if a portfolio is good if you don't have the bigger picture, the other data points that, right. that Dr. George was talking about. So I totally relate to what, yeah. what he was saying when it comes to why you're crazy and why we need more, <laughs> more data. Yeah. We've had some funny conversations, I'll admit to that. And I'm not joking <laughs> that in every case I draw the wrong conclusion, which crazy. is a horrible conclusion. And thank goodness <laughs> that hasn't come to, <laughs> come to pass at this point. Uh, now, listen, we are going to talk a little bit about this, right? In what, what Dr. George would say is in the absence of data, right, you, it's not one prescription fits all. That's called medical malpractice in his, in his profession. It's the same thing in our profession. Um, we've got to talk about this, this, this retirement and collect all of the data, this, this point in time that we call retirement. But what does that actually mean? It doesn't mean just stopping work. Retirement is a much more complicated conversation than that. And we're going to have the conversation and how to bulletproof your retirement coming up on August 27th. Yeah, that's a customized and, and tailored strategy for the individual. It's not a one-size-fits-all. And that's going to happen on Tuesday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine Spirits and Beer. Now, you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. After the break, we're going to find out whether seniors are moving into residential care at the right time. You're listening to News Talk 770 and More Than Money.
David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popowich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund, an investment industry regulatory organization of Canada.